Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. If you're looking to find out what it takes to be self-made, then this is definitely the podcast for you. Charlie Mullins is the founder of Pimlico Plumbers, which he started from home with a second-hand van and a bag of tools in the Pimlico area of London in 1979. After astronomical growth, Charlie recently sold the business for well over, well, let's just say a very significant amount of money. Now, clearly, Charlie is a very successful businessman, but he started from scratch all that time ago. And he's actually the first person to have been awarded an OBE for his services to plumbing. Can't wait to speak to this gentleman today, somebody that needs no introduction. Uh, He will be telling us a little bit about his background, but I've been particularly excited to talk to this self-made success in in his business, which uh, many of you will see on TV and across the media over the last number of years as well. So, Charlie Mullins, first of all, I have to say thank you for finding the time. I know that this is now the post-business era, but I recognise you're still very, very busy. So thank you for finding the time to speak to us today. Oh, it's lovely to come on here and, uh, you know, uh, I think it'd be a new experience, giving out some details about myself that people are not aware of me, or hopefully the ones that are aware of me. Well, you've got a lot to teach a lot of people who will be eagerly listening to this podcast today. First, the most obvious observation I've got to get across here, some of those people listening today will have seen the still photograph of you on on the uh, promotional material. Uh, It would be fair to say you do look an awful lot younger than you must be, Charlie, because I'm just trying to I'm trying to do the math here. If you started a business in 1979, I started mine in 89. You are clearly older than me. I'm I'm 53. So I'm not going to embarrass you by asking you how old you are, but God damn, you look pretty good for it. Um, so for those people who don't know Charlie Mullins, um, the success story that you've become, just give us, if you would, a little bit of your background, where it all started, because, you know, you've been described as a really kind of, and I don't want this to sound disrespectful, because I think it's true, and I said it the nicest possible way, a really normal, down-to-earth geezer was what you were described as. And that's true, isn't it? And I, and that's what I think so many people love about you and why you've got so much appeal on television and the other places that you've appeared. But for those people who don't know you, where did it all begin for Charlie Mullins, Charlie? Sure. Um, okay, so uh, I started off in North London, Camden Town, and come from a, a very poor background. I had uh, four brothers, or three brothers, sorry, and uh, money was very, very difficult back then. And there was a, a plumber in the area, a local plumber, and uh, I started bunking off school with him, or bunking off school to work with him uh, from the age of nine. And, um, you know, yeah, he had a motorbike, a car, nice house, money, holidays, clothes, everything that I think I wanted. So the seeds were sown then. Um, and I will say that, you know, whatever his name was, Bill Ellis, and whatever he, his job was, I, I think I would have copied him. If he was a bank robber, I would have been a bank robber, I think. Um, it was just the, the 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 right timing, and we worked in all these very wealthy houses in Primrose Hill, Hampstead Heath, 
And uh, people absolutely loved Gil, absolutely loved him. And he was getting, it seemed loads of money. Um, he was actually getting more money on per job than what my father was getting working in a factory um, for all week. And I, I, I just, I was just so inspired by that. And from there, I, I carried on working with Bill for a couple of years on and off, bunking off school, hell of a lot. And then, uh, then we moved to sort of South London area. And again, I was carrying on doing odd jobs. I've always done odd jobs all my life um, from the age of nine, you know, running errands for the shops, etc. And then I got an apprenticeship in plumbing when I, I left school at 15, no qualifications, um, very little education. Um, and I realised now, you know, what a mistake that was. I should have left at 14. I was always going to be a plumber. And uh, the quicker I got in there, the better. Get an apprenticeship in plumbing, served my time, finished my time, then become self-employed and started building up a customer base then. And then all of a sudden started working in the Pimlico area and started building up a customer base and got known as the Pimlico plumber. And then I was offered an office in a basement, one room. Fortunately, I, I took the chance on that, took the gamble. Um, I remember at the time, you know, what does a plumber want an office for? I, I was having sleepless nights and just couldn't understand it. But you've got to take risks. Took, took that room, then eventually took over all the basement, then all the building. Um, and, you know, after about 10 years of hard work in Pimlico, plumbers were starting to come to the front. And now we're like the UK's largest independent plumbing company certainly uh, the, the most known plumbing company in the world. And we turn over 50 million now and employ 450 people. Wow. What, what an incredible story. And I, I, I love the I, I'm not advocating that people should bunk off school. I'm not advocating that people shouldn't, you know, go through a, a proper education. But you are living proof that you don't necessarily need to have all of those things to be successful. So I guess my first question to you today, Charlie, would be, what, what are the common mistakes you see people making in business? I mean, no one's better qualified to answer this question than you. And I don't just mean starting the business, because, I mean, you said, I, I think I'm uh, quoting you correctly when you said that, you know, I took, took a chance, took a gamble. And I think that's the first obstacle a lot of people struggle to get over is start to worry about the outcomes. I make the wrong decision. What can go wrong? So be interested to know what you kind of went through thought process wise there, but also the what happened next as the business grew what are some of the mistakes that you see people making at the start of the business career or as they're building their business yeah i mean uh, a good good question i mean i would say that um we're too cautious a lot of people are too cautious and they start looking at the uh the negative side of starting a business rather than the positive side you know can i afford it uh have i got to employ people have I got to work longer hours? And, and just look at the positive side, you know, there's no business like your own business and of course you've got to employ people and of course you're going to work longer hours and, and, and have sleepless nights. But the, the good side of it is that if you make it um, successful in business, then, you know, there's nothing like it um, to, to actually run a good business. So look at more the positive rather than the negative of it and, you know, take more chances and be more... Um, what would you say? Uh, be be more sort of um, bolder about it, you know, more more. I suppose more. Um, what's the word I was trying to think of? Where, where you're sort of thinking that you know, think bigger, kind of think bigger. Don't don't think small. I mean, 
all I ever wanted to be was a plumber, and that, and that would have been fine for me. Then all of a sudden, I, I get an office, I start employing people, and I'm seeing it grow. And 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 you think so? This is amazing. You just got to get get it moving, but you you've got to take chances and, and not be so cautious. Um, during the time that you have been building the business, I mean, I can't imagine. I don't want to uh, make any assumptions here, Charlie, but I assume that it wasn't straight line growth. I, I mean, I know that the business has you know grown and grown and grown every year, but there must have been moments where. You doubted yourself, something went wrong, maybe a particular challenge, whether that was around employing people or supply chain falling apart or losing a big job. What, how do you deal with setbacks and challenges as, as a business person? Yeah, OK. Um, there's loads of them on the road. It's, ne it's never an easy ride. And, and I think you've got to go through many of them to, to come out the other side and, and then get stronger on it. I mean, you know, I nearly went bust in uh, early 90s. Um, I had various other sort of issues, financial issues with the bank. Um, you, you've got to come across all them and, and just work your way through them somehow. And I think you've got to believe, believe in yourself that you can make it. I mean, at one stage, we got to turn over a million pounds and we owed so much money and everything was going wrong. And um, I actually went and see a liquidator, two liquidators. One said, you need to pack it all in. You might lose your ass or you will lose your ass. And the other guy said, you just got to fight for it. You know, if you fight through it, you'll come out stronger. And that's what you got to, you know, a bit like a boxer. If you go down, you've got to get up. And uh, you're going to go down many times. It's all about, you know, how, how much you're prepared to put into it is how much you're going to get out of it. So you've got to go through the bad times to get to the good times. And uh, it, look, I, I knew from day one I, I was on a winning horse. And, you know, a jockey doesn't get off a winning horse. Um, I'm just thinking about that bank manager back in the early 90s that nearly pulled the plug on you. Are you still friends of his now, or is he knocking you on your door, asking to be your best friend again? I've never, look, you know, I have to say this, you know, uh, bank managers are just crooks in suits, you know what I mean? They, they just have your money off you. And uh, it's a bit like, you know, we, we'll, we'll lend you an umbrella as long as it ain't raining. You know, as soon as it starts raining, they want it back. That was the same with the money. I owed them a quarter of a million pounds, and uh, they was trying to bankrupt me and, you know, telling me to sell my house, sell my car. And, you know, I, I don't listen to them people anyhow. You know I mean? I just don't listen to them. Unfortunately, I borrowed money at 17% at the time, which is, you know, you, you'd go in prison now if you charge someone 17% from a bank. Um, and and you just you just got to work through it and, and, and keep putting your money back into the business. And, um, you know, basically once I got rid of them, I, I never looked back. Uh, I, there was too much pressure on you. You know, as if uh, all you're doing is working for them. So I think you've got to go slowly in business and start to build up. And then once it starts flowing, you know, you can you can you, know, you can see like where it's heading for your customer base gets more, your your, your reputation gets better, you've got more bands on the road. And I think if it's nice and gradual, uh, I think that you've got a good chance of making it. If you come to the front too quick, you're not gonna stay there. I mean, business is a long-term project. I mean, 42 years. Pimlico uh, was going and, you know, probably 10 years prior to that, I was, or five years be before that, you know, building up my, my confidence to be self-employed and that type of thing. Mm. Um, this is going to be a difficult question maybe to answer because I know you're a very down-to-earth, modest guy. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, what does it take to, to become a self-made success as you've become? Um, are there certain qualities that you believe that you have that others should have? Or it, was it just a question of, you know, being able to get back up again when you got knocked down. Um, 
learning on the job, being able to put those extra hours in, going the extra mile. What was it, Charlie, that that saw you achieve such success, given all of the challenges that you've just been talking about? Okay, well, undoubtedly, it's enthusiasm and drive uh, and willpower. There's no two ways about that. I mean, if, if you fall by the wayside, then, then you're done. you just got to keep going. So um, I've got a lot of drive, got a lot of enthusiasm and, and a lot of confidence. Um, so, so they're important, but let's not kid anybody. You know, hard work comes into it. I always try and explain it in a simple way to people. It's like making a cake. You put a bit of this in and a bit of that and, a you know, like a bit more HR and a bit more hard work and a bit more common sense. And eventually you get a good mix and you've got a good cake. So you've got to keep trial and error with business. And and eventually you'll get there. I mean, there's no two ways about it. You'll get there. If, if you've got a winning form, formation anyhow or a product that people want, and then you've also got to remember that um, – you know, whatever you're selling or, or trying to market, it's got to be good. It's got to be, it's got to be something that people want. It's got to be quality. I mean, you know, we, we could do plumbing and you know be the worst plumbers in the world, and it's no point. You know, you've got to offer a good product. And I learned in business that people will always pay for quality. Um, I'm going to ask you now. Fast forward to the the moment you sell the business. Uh, how difficult was it for you to part with? The business that you built since you were a boy, really. Um, emotionally, did you did you have a struggle with it? Had you spent five, ten years preparing for it, and you were okay? Um, how how emotionally difficult was it to let go? And, I, and I'm asking that question because we get a lot of emails from listeners around the world, Charlie, who don't just talk about letting go of a business. They they talk about letting go of a relationship, or you know, letting go of a of a particular love maybe because they suffered some kind of illness or injury and not being able to do something emotionally how difficult was it to let go to be honest it wasn't it wasn't difficult at all i mean i have to be honest with that i know it's been my life but you know you've got to be real with yourself and there's a, a sell by date for everybody and the company needed to go a lot more forward you know it's going to go national now probably international and my son's been son's still ceo of the company and a few family members are still there. So it wasn't, it wasn't difficult to let it go, if I'm being honest. It was, you know, when you get to a certain size of a business, um, you're no longer, uh, it's no longer all about you. So I, we had a great team in place and still have a great team in place. And, um, you know, sometimes it's better to move over and, and let them take it forward. So it, it wasn't that difficult. And, of course, you know, the 140-odd million that they give me for it helped a bit also to make it not so emotional. Well, I, did, I didn't like to mention the number, but I thought, yeah, that probably uh, probably lessened the blow a little bit, didn't it? Um, I'm, I'm, in terms of what next, I mean, I, you don't strike me as the kind of guy who's uh, you know, going to spend 365 days a year sitting in a deck chair in Mallorca or playing golf or gardening. What, what are you thinking about doing next? Is it, are you going to start something up? Are you, are you trying to put your money to good use? Well, I mean, what's, what's next for you now, Charlie? Okay, well, look, retirement don't come into it. It's not even a word that um, is worth talking about. Um, I, I believe it or not, I've gone into the music industry now. Um, so I have a few sort of uh, artists that are working with us. Um, one of them, just to say, is, a, is an artist called Rara. She's got a record coming out in January, Biker Boy. And I think you're going to find that this is going to be well up there in the charts. So, and, and I'm getting involved with the music side of it on a business side of it. I noticed that a lot of these people have the talent they don't necessarily have people that can guide them to make sure they don't get ripped off, make sure they get to the front. And that's going quite well. 
So that's going to be one of one of my projects. The other project is is um, I'm still involved with property. I've property in Spain, and um, you know I, I'm going to sort of deal with that a little bit. And uh, some good property in London. You know I, I've got forty or fifty years of experience of bathrooms, kitchens, and uh, nice homes to get. So I'm not going to walk away from that. So I'm going to still continue with that. And uh, and then of course there's the political side of things. I'm trying to be more involved in that. Going to be running for the mayor, um, London mayor, in uh, I think it's four and a half years from now. So I'll hopefully go for that. Yeah, and and sort of you know you know I feel like I've got a hell of a lot to offer and show people. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm going to continue with that. I'm going to put things back into what I've got out of it. I, you, you, I love how you were kind of struggling to think of the the other thing that you're doing, and and most people with they're going well. Hang on a minute, just just the first thing you mentioned is probably enough for most people. But I, I love the fact. I mean, clearly you've got that that entrepreneurial, never sit still kind of mind. Um, and, and I was explaining to a colleague before the, the show today. Um, we were just talking about backgrounds, and and whilst I can't hold a candle to you, Charlie. Our family backgrounds are quite similar in the fact that, you know, I know that we have a very similar work ethic and a lot of the things that you just said earlier on on the podcast today really resonate with me. I've come from a, a family who did pretty well in the hotel business and they pass on a lot of those those uh, those rules, if you like, around integrity and honesty and work ethic and good products and service and all the other stuff. Um, to what extent did your family background and, and those years of growing up how did they influence you or didn't they? Are there, I'm just interested to understand where you may have got all of those great qualities that you've clearly got to have been so successful. Yeah, well, uh, um, the work ethics was the most important thing. And, um, you know, my, my, like most people's uh, parents, they, they went to work and had pretty basic jobs. And, and you know, work was such an important part of, of their life. Without a job, you know, I think people can struggle. So... I, I basically I, I worked as a kid to get money. We needed money, and that was the way to get money. And um, and then work ethics just just continued. You know, you 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 got to have a you you got to go to work. You got to have a reason to go to work. And you know, let's not kid anyone. We we don't go to work to wear our old clothes out. We go there to get money. And uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, people used to say to me, "Oh, you're greedy, Charlie. You want too much. You this that and the other. You don't want to stop working." Well, there's nothing wrong with being greedy. If that's greedy, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, I certainly wouldn't have, um, you know, made made the business uh, what it was by sitting at home or and and uh, you know, like work from home. People, you got to get out of there. You got to put yourself on offer, and uh, it's achievable. That's that's the important thing. We don't realise, you know, what what we've got or what we can achieve in life. And one important thing is to think bigger and and, and confident. You know, I mean, you just got just got to. Get on with it, but I think as a kid, I had no option. You know, it was either go to you know bunk off school, earn a few. I was going to say quid, but it weren't earn a few bob. I mean, you just get two bob a day uh, off the plumber. Uh, and and there, there, there's nothing better than being in the workplace, like the experience of going to work and earning money. And I think I look back now, and I think if I could get money as a nine, ten year old kid off of people, it ain't going to be difficult. You know, in the proper workplace. Yeah, that's a really good point. One of the things I found really uplifting about talking to you today is you, you kind of, um, you describe, you know, the next five, 10, 15 years, looking forward, not looking back. You definitely don't have that. There's a problem in the world and, you know, hopefully at the tail end of a pandemic, 
But there's a lot of people, and we get tons of emails about this, who just kind of go, do you know what, I'll, I'll pull the metaphorical duvet over my head and wait for the problem to go away. And there's those that, you know, rip the bedclothes off, jump out of bed and, and tackle, you know, the events of the day. Um, do you see the current world in which we live as a great opportunity or do you think people should be really cautious? And that's a slightly rhetorical question because I know exactly what you're going to say. Um, but I'm, I'm asking the question for the benefit of all the, the naysayers, all the people out there who kind of go, oh, I'm, I'm not sure now's the right time to start a business. I'm now not sure now's the right time to pursue a dream. What do you say to those people? Okay, I'm asked that a lot. You know, when, when they often say, you know, I'm waiting for this and I don't want to, you know, start a business yet and I'm saving money. The best time to start a business is when it suits you, when you're ready. You know, don't, don't plan it around everyone else. And, you know, if, I, if someone asked me about starting a business next week, I'd say, why don't you start it this week? You know, the quicker you do it, the quicker you realise it's either going to make it or not make it. So you can't be cautious on it. You know, if the pandemic goes, then something else will happen. The interest rates will go up or, you know, there'll be, um, you know, maybe a cut down at, at working day. you just got to get get on with it. Uh, that's the most important thing is, is just to get on with it. And, um, you know, believe in yourself. I'll, I'll go back to that, believing in yourself. And, and go back to what I'm saying. The product has got to be quality. If, if you're going to offer quality, you know, whether it be quality on, you know, answering the phone or sending an engineer or, or making a coat or something like that, people will always pay for quality and good service. And the other thing is people complicate business. You know, I never complicated mine, not one bit. I mean, to keep it simple, you know, we've we done nothing different than, than other companies other than we turn up on time, we was transparent, we got the job done, we give them a guarantee, and um, we, we, um, we, uh, we, we, they trusted us. They, they, we, we, we sort of installed trust into people. And, you know, people always use you if, if you do it the right way. Well, you've just made a really good point there. Um... And that is this, you know, it doesn't have to be uniquely different. It just has to almost move away from the stereotype. And look, you've, you come from an industry that is full of stereotypes. We all, we all have a vision of a plumber, right? Or an electrician or a, or a lawyer. Or in my case, you know, I run a, a wealth management business, as you probably know. And I, and I deal with, you know, a lot of estate planning and investments and stuff. So I, I come from a very stereotype background. The moment you provide a quality service... You, you shake off that stereotype, and that's where your opportunity lies, doesn't it? That's exactly it. What I've done when I started off as an apprentice, I kept noticing that customers were saying to us or to the plumber, oh, you know, you guys don't turn up, and um, you left it dirty, and the plumber ripped me off, and he didn't finish the job. And I thought, when I, when I go self-employed, I'm just going to – I don't want to have all that people saying to me about me. So i just done the opposite. So work out – 20 bad things in your industry and do the opposite. And you'll find the opposite is just the correct way. And I, and I believe that if you do anything the right way, then you've got a chance of getting to the front. Mm. Do you, I, I'm just going to ask you, going back to the bank manager from the early 1990s, do people, it's one of the hard things now to deal with, Charlie, the fact that certain people, I don't mean your close circle of friends and your family, but do people see you differently now? Do they see you as a bit of an easy target? Do you... Do you find yourself being compromised with requests for handouts and helping business? Or are you managing that quite well? Because I guess that's another challenge for someone who's done so well, sold their business, realised an astronomical sum of money. How do you how do you deal with that? Or is it not a problem? Yeah, well, well it's, I don't think it's a problem because you, you've got to be honest and blunt with it. And, uh, 
you know, a lot of people that don't know me think that I'm an easy touch and, and they think that they can tell me some old nonsense. I mean, I've had more people want me to invest in so-called uh, films and artists and different ideas, and they're all brilliant ideas, but the problem is they keep telling me they're short of a quarter of a million pounds. Yeah, well, uh, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm pretty black and white. I help out with charities and we pick and choose them. From business point of view, the answer's no. And, and I don't put no other words with it. They come on to me. There was a guy the other day, you know, uh, in, in uh, I went, well, a roofer, and he come on and said, you know, I'm a roofer, things are difficult, I'm self-employed, my dad, this, he, he's got the company, uh, can I have an hand out? I just put no. I mean, everybody understands no, don't they? Uh, you, you, you've got to, you know, you've got to make it yourself. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm investing, but I'm, you know, I'm investing in a, a radio station at the moment. But it's something I want to do. I mean, I, I can't get talked into anything. And and the more people tell me how great it is, the more I want to come away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Good good lesson to share with people there. If Charlie, if you could do it all again, all over again, would you do anything differently? Or have you really enjoyed the ride? Have you enjoyed the downs as well as the ups? No, the downside, the downside's a nightmare. Let's not kid anyone. I mean, but you've got to have that downside. The up is, is brilliant. Um, I would change a lot. I, I would I would be I would think a lot more bigger. I'd be a lot more um adventurous with it. I, I would realize, I mean, if I started again now, we would be national uh immediately. Uh, and I've always come away from that. I didn't think I could handle that, uh, but I now realize I can. We've had offers from uh various countries, from from France, from Dubai. And Germany to to set up there, and and I think to myself, you know, I should have done that. I should have just fought bigger. Most, most of, I would say it's a mistake I made, but I would say you got to think big, and you'll be amazed at what you can achieve. It's it's lovely to hear. Uh, and you mentioned the word, you know, when you said greedy earlier on, when people go, "Don't be greedy, Charlie." But it's lovely to hear someone who was, you know, sold their business for 140 million and is already doing other successful stuff. Answering the question, if you could do it all again, what would you do? You know, to, to hear the words of I just do it, you know, even even bigger and even better, make more money. I mean, this that's making money and being successful aren't swear words. I think a lot of people assume that they are. Um, and and typically the people we hear that from are the ones that are not doing very well. Um, so it, I mean it's really great to hear you constantly think about setting that bar really high because those are the people who tend to make it in life. Um, now you've already mentioned Rara, and uh, I think that's the lady's name that you said, the, the singer that you're you're backing. This is your opportunity, Charlie. Now, um, towards the end of our chat today, to um, allow us to find out more about you, websites, uh, anybody you're working with. If you haven't already written a book, it's got to be a book somewhere in Charlie Mullins, hasn't there? Yeah, there's, there's already a book out there. Um, a bog standard business wrote out about four or five years ago. Um, and all the money from, from that book go, goes to children, uh, my children. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I'm gonna, I am going to bring another book out because I think there's a lot there to offer. I, I think at the moment, um, I, you know, people could get the book, which would be helpful. It's, it's an autobiography and a lot of business sort of tips in there. But in general, I think just checking me out on, on the uh, internet, there's a lot of information there. And... You know, a lot of the TV programs that I've done over the years and and um, and documentaries and various other things is out there. But I will be putting a, a, a different website together because at, at the moment I've only come away from the business two or three weeks and, and they're working on it. But I think just checking my name out, they can look into me and, and, and see the ride and the journey I've had 
And it's got plenty of downsides in there, nearly went bust. And the peak of my career was undoubtedly getting OBE um, from uh, Prince Charles. I mean, and it was for plumbing services. So I would say just, just check my name out. Or, you know, if you bump into me, just, you know, talk to me and ask me a question. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm approachable. And uh, the only thing with me is, you know, I talk common sense. And uh, quite often it's not, it's not what people want to hear. But if you ask me a direct question, I'll give you a direct answer. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that, that comes across loud and clear. For those listening, because, I mean, there are people who want to be spoon-fed this information. What I will say to everyone listening today is that Charlie Mullins is not difficult to find on the internet. You've only got to Google, but our research team found this one particularly easy to do the research on because you are easy to find, that's for sure. Um, and when I was talking about the book, I did mean the next book because obviously I'm aware of the, the one that's already out there. But what's the name of your autobiography just to help people find it, Charlie? Uh, Box Standard Business. Love it. And, uh, and, and for those who probably are listening from other countries, there is a, there is a word in the English language called bog, which is a slang name for toilet. Um, so just in case you're under, trying to understand how he came up with, uh, with that particular title. Um, and obviously, when you do write the next one, let us know, and we'll be sure to let all the podcast guests uh, know, Charlie, that it's available. Um, final question, apart from thank you so much for your time today. It is the only question, Charlie, we ask all of our guests. And it's a very simple one. Um, your, your children who are you know, working the business or are the recipient of your book sales, if one of them came up to you and said, Dad, you know, I've seen you achieve this extraordinary success in your life. You've had some ups, you've had some downs, and you talk common sense and you nearly went bust and, and you've been on this incredible roller coaster ride. But if in that whole bag of experiences you could pull one out or some rule to live your life by, what would be the one thing that if I, as your son, said, Dad, just give me one above all the others, what would it be, Charlie? Uh, never give up. Never give up, I would say. You know, just whatever you're doing, if you believe in it, then never give up. And I believe, it, it, if you know it's a winning formation and you're realistic, just never give up. Just keep doing I always say to people, keep doing what you're doing. Very good. Brilliant. A brilliant way to answer uh, or to end a, an, an amazing podcast. I can't believe where 30 minutes has gone. Blink of an eye. Wish I could go on talking to you and maybe another time when the second book comes out. And when you've achieved another 140 million quid, we'll have you on again and, and talk about the next stage of your journey. Yeah, well, it won't, it won't be long. I mean, you know, I've got my fingers in, in a few pies at the moment, so it won't be too long then. And just remind us about the song that's coming out in January that we all need to go and buy. Biker Boy by Ron. Well, we, we, we want to make sure your retirement is as comfortable as possible, Charlie. You know, if we can help you with a few record sales. Yeah, you keep using this word retirement. There's no retirement in, in it. I'm, I'm just carrying on as normal and uh, you're going to put as much in it as before and get as much out of it. The more you put into something, the more you get out of it. Well, I, there's a load of people having listened to this podcast today that will be rooting for you for London Mayor. And it, I don't think by the sounds of it, it's going to be long since we're talking to uh, Sir Charlie Mullins. So um, fantastic for everything you've achieved. Uh, and, and at some point, maybe we'll just do a different podcast on how the hell you stay looking so young. Because that, that will be an interesting podcast all on its own, never mind all the other things you've achieved. So, Charlie Mullins, thank you so much once again for joining us. Um, it's been fantastic talking to you. And on behalf of everyone out there listening from all around the world, really do appreciate some incredible insights into your success. And, and kudos to you for, for all that you've done and continue to do for so many people. 
uh, so kind of yeah, and just I'll leave it just a couple of words, you know, you know, keep keep business simple and just go by common sense. But common sense ain't that common. <laughs> Very good. And uh, don't forget to tell your bank manager to do one if he's putting you under pressure. Um, Charlie Mullins, what, what, what can I say? An absolutely incredible guest. Um, what you see is exactly what you get. And uh, I think there are a load of lessons for us all to learn from, uh, from Charlie Mullins today. Remember, although this, this is going to be big shoes to fill, we've got a new guest joining us on the Sangre Forte podcast every week. But do share this one because I thought it was a particularly great podcast today. Do let people know about it. Um, and remember to share your insights, uh, your, your lessons learned, any questions, just email us at hello at sandrospodcast.com. Please remember to leave those reviews on iTunes. If you do, you'll automatically be entered into a draw to one, win one of the prizes kindly donated by one of the Sandro 40 podcast guests. Who knows, we might even get you a couple of, couple of taps from, uh, from Charlie one of these days. Um, finally, do connect with me. It's at Sandro 40 on Twitter and the real Sandro 40 on Instagram. Uh, once again, to Charlie Mullins and all of his team for putting this together today. Thank you very much. And to all of you, have a great week and we will connect with you this time a week from now.